the product first appeared on Indiegogo by a brand called Accent Wear. <laughs> Gentle electrical impulses. The company actually shipped its product and distributed it with about 15 months of delays. Now your phone is about people. Headphones with cat ears. Stuff like this makes me lose faith in humanity. Welcome to Water-Cooled Potato, your guide to the obsolete and absurd tech of the past, present, and future. I'm John. I'm Kevin. And today, we're going back to 2008. Ooh, the good old days when MySpace was still a thing. But fidget spinners didn't exist. Good riddance. <laughs> Apple had recently released the first iPhone and the market for smart mobile devices was beginning to grow. Mm. This is when Michael Arrington, the co-founder of TechCrunch, a tech news site, mm. had an idea. Why not make an iPhone, but bigger? So a tablet? Yes, exactly. And so, in July 2008, the Crunchpad project was born. Please tell me that wasn't the product name. It sure was. The Crunchpad oh. Manifesto stated that, quote, We want a dead simple web tablet for $200. Help us build it. The design and software would be made free and open source for anyone to use. Okay. Now, about that naming. Yeah, that's terrible. I mean... With a mirror, at least it's super generic, and you just get, oh, okay. But that... I mean, I understand where the naming came from. Co-founder of TechCrunch. Call it the Crunchpad. Okay, but... Crunchpad just makes me think of the sound <laughs> that it will make when you leave it on the couch and your brother sits on it. <laughs> <laughs> or you accidentally drop it. Yeah. Just... Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Think twice before you name things. Anyway, the Crunchpad was supposed to be a $200 tablet, as their manifesto stated, with a 12-inch LCD display that would run Ubuntu and a customized WebKit browser. Michael Arrington didn't start the project alone. He worked with a Singapore-based company called Fusion Garage. Fusion Garage produced the customized version of Ubuntu that would run on the tablet, and a company called Dynasept produced the hardware prototypes. Okay. At some point around the beginning of the year... Oh, yes, 2009. At some point around the beginning of 2009, Popular Mechanics gave... Crunchpad, an award for being one of the top 10 most brilliant products of 2009. Hmm. Although, since it wasn't actually a product that you could buy yet, the validity of that award could probably be questioned. Yeah. I wouldn't call a concept, an idea, a manifesto. Give product. us a working prototype. <laughs> so... The concept drawings looked impressive. The first few prototypes were less so. They were very large and plastic and kind of looked like overinflated potatoes with a screen. But, you know, that's early prototypes. You know, oh boy. it'll be fine. So, 
several prototypes were produced, and by June 2009, they had their near-final design. It looked okay, and Arrington was thrilled and said that the improvements were all thanks to Fusion Garage. At, software? Well, I, I believe Fusion Garage they developed the software, but I believe they also had a hand in working on the rest of the design, but okay. the actual prototypes were produced by Dynasept. Okay. So I'm guessing Dynasept probably just does, like, rapid prototyping, 3D printing, circuit boards, mm-hmm. throw a few things together with hot glue, stick it in a case, make it look fancy so you can get investors, that type of thing. Yep. So... At this point, the price had grown by $100, too. Close. The $200 web tablet in their manifesto had now become a $300-ish web tablet. How much was the iPhone going for again? It looks like, according to the first thing I see when I Google it, the first generation iPhone was $499 for the 4-gig model and $599 for the 8-gig model. Okay, so 2 to 300 isn't that... Terrible then. No. Two to three hundred dollars for a twelve inch tablet that can run Ubuntu, that's actually pretty compelling in two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, well you can't buy it in two thousand eight. So. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> in July of two thousand nine, Michael Arrington officially founded a company of fourteen employees called Crunchpad Incorporated. Oh boy. Because, of course, put Crunchpad on everything that you possibly can think of. I Call the company Crunchpad. I would not have, unless I was, like, super rich, but then I wouldn't just title everything my last name company. That's just... His last name was Errington. Oh, that's right. But he founded TechCrunch. Oh, yes, sorry. Co-founder of TechCrunch. My mistake. Thank you for correcting me. Continue. So, I mean, that would be a bit like me starting another podcast and then using potato. Oh, wait. Um, okay, I'll not make too much fun of him. <laughs> Let's make one of ourselves. Let's get back on track. <laughs> okay, so, yes, he founded a company of 14 employees called Crunchpad Incorporated. I really have to question it when the name of the company and the name of the one and only product is the same thing it always seems like that never turns out well probably because they intend to only make that product and then cease to exist afterwards yeah that that generally happens so a public presentation of the product was announced for later that month so later july 2009 well apparently something continued on for several months but by September of 2009, there was still nothing. No Yay. more prototypes, no public demonstration, presentation, no release date, nothing. No information. And by September, there was still absolutely nothing, and people were starting to wonder just a bit. Uh, yeah. Business Insider published an article called Where's the crunch pad? <laughs> and by this time, there were rumors floating around that Apple and Microsoft were working on tablet computers of their own. 
Oh, boy. Remember, this is the pre-iPad era. Mm-hmm. This company had the opportunity to get in before the iPad. And then they just stalled and disappeared. <laughs> Gets better. <laughs> so oh, great. They weren't just stalling around. Well, I mean, they probably... I don't know what they were doing, but... So... Now, they actually have some competition to worry about eventually. Uh, yeah, big companies. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's just rumors. True. We have no idea that Apple might be working on, say, the iPad. Uh, assume the worst. Get to it. Go. <laughs> yes. So, on November 12th of 2009, Arrington said on a podcast, Michael Arrington, the founder of this company, mm-hmm said on a podcast that the project was steamrolling along and assured people that the rumors of more price increases were totally not true and the tablet would retail for only three to four hundred dollars. Hmm. Wait, did it just grow another hundred? Yes. <laughs> this price point would be insured by subsidizing part of the cost by installing sponsored features on the device. No! These sponsored features that would help pay for part of the cost of the device were supposed to totally not interfere with anything and be fine for the user. In fact, beneficial, you might say. You know, awesome features, I'm sure. Because that always is the case. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> so... Five days later, Fusion Garage informed Michael Arrington that they were screwing him over, proceeding with the development and launch of the product without him. Wait, what? The company that he hired to help him develop this product, five days after he went on an interview and talked about how it was, you know, rolling along and... It you was... can't launch it by yourself. It's a joint effort. Both companies own it. <laughs> Not according to Fusion Garage. Lawsuit. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, on November 30th, Arrington announced that the project was dead. Fusion Garage, however, claimed that the project was their intellectual property. However, Arrington claimed the same thing. On right. December 7th, Fusion Garage announced the release of the Juju Pad tablet thing, which is totally not the Crunch Pad. Right. Definitely not. It's... Definitely something different. That is super obvious. <laughs> Three days later, Michael Arrington sued Fusion Garage. Yeah? <laughs> but, of course, that did not stop them from going forward with the release anyway. And the next day, Fusion Garage opened pre-orders for just $499. Yep. Another price increase. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Isn't that great? He sues them. And they respond... By opening pre-orders the next day. <laughs> How fast this went is just spectacular. Like, All right. <laughs> November 12th, on a podcast, this steam rolling along. There's going to be sponsored things and ads in it probably. It's going to be $300, $400. It's going to be fine. It's going great five days later. Yeah, we're screwing you over taking the product and bye-bye. Uh, yeah, just a few days later, he says it's dead. And then they announced the release. Three days later, he sues them. The next day, they open pre-orders. <laughs> How many pre-orders did they get? Ooh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Oh, no. It's a, a spectacular number. An interesting number, in fact. Can't make this stuff up. <laughs> so, so meanwhile, 
while all of this was going on, Apple and Microsoft were still working on more legitimate projects that might actually become a product that you could buy one day and you might actually want to buy. Yeah, that last part's important. Yeah, and not busy just backstabbing each other and suing people. But that's what everybody else is doing! I mean, yeah. <laughs> also, I've got just one thing. Mm. The name! Come on, the name! The Crunchpad was bad enough, but then, then you have the opportunity to change it and you make it worse? Hmm. I don't know. What's worse? Crunchpad or Juju? I think Juju is worse. They're both not great. Personally, I would assume Juju is somewhat tech-related, but it's still not necessarily a great name. <laughs> so it's... in my opinion, I'd rather take Juju, honestly. I mean... Ugh. But yeah, no, neither of them are great either. And it's spelled J-O-O-J-O-O. Oh, that's dumb. I thought it was J-U-J-U. No, it's like capital J-O-O, capital J. Okay, that is dumb. Yep. Okay. Um, Yeah, so the the Juju tablet, totally not the Crunchpad. Yeah. Pre-orders were open for just $499. Remember that bit about the project being free and open source and... uh, Oh, let me guess. They locked everything down. uh, Yeah, that didn't happen yet. No, 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 not open source anymore. That just uh, disappeared at some point. Mm. Closed source, the software, and the hardware, both of which were supposed to be open source at the beginning. And that closed source software is going to come back to bite them in a minute. Ooh, yeah. So, on February 1st, 2010, Fusion Garage said that pre-orders had increased after the iPad was announced. Mm. I guess generating interest around tablets oh yeah definitely and then oh look there's another company that offers them and it runs linux it's not and was Apple. it cheaper well it was 4.99 now okay so i found it apparently according to wikipedia the base model of the ipad was 499 dollars hmm was the screen size smaller then it looks like the screen size of the original iPad was 9.7 inches. So mm. the Juju tablet had a larger screen and also slightly higher resolution, I believe. We'll get to okay. the specs in a minute. So, Well, on paper, this is going to do great still. Oh yeah, on paper, it's fantastic. So yeah, compared to the iPad, and I'm just going to keep this iPad stuff open here to the side we can compare in a minute okay yes please so two days after they said that pre-orders were up they announced that manufacturing of the juju tablet had begun the jujus would start shipping by the end of the month so that's february 2010 oh so we're in 2010 yes we're now in 2010 (laughs) we're now in 2010 so the the lawsuit's started flying around the end of 09 and then pre-orders started then um this would make it february 3rd 2010 when manufacturing began Mm -hmm. and they were supposed to start shipping by the end of the month so end of february 2010 then surprise surprise they announced that manufacturing had been delayed a month due to 
an issue tuning the touchscreen sensitivity or something. What? Which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh-uh. But, whatever. Anyway, don't don't worry about it. Don't worry okay. that it's been delayed a month, and now the iPad is out. And, and yeah. The iPad releases when? Oh, wait. Hold up. Okay, the iPad is not out yet, but it'll be out soon. April 3rd, 2010. Okay, did people know that, though? Probably, because it was announced at this point. Okay. Because after it was announced, the pre-orders of the Juju tablet went up. We'll get to those numbers eventually. So, don't worry about your order being delayed a month. It'll be fine. They'll give you a free accessory to make up for it. Great. What is this free accessory? Did not say. (laughs) Very helpful! (laughs) Maybe they'll give me a screen protector. Or they'll give you a pen with juju on it. (laughs) More likely. More likely. So now we're coming up on the iPad release which is April 3rd. So, the Juju tablet finally shipped on March 25th. Oh! Just days ahead of the iPad launch. Oh, no. Now, let's talk about what they actually ended up releasing. So, the hardware was actually plenty powerful for a tablet in 2010. Actually, fairly impressive compared to the iPad. So... However, <laughs> well, remember that software I mentioned earlier? Yup. So, as far as the hardware goes, it had a 1.6 gigahertz Intel Atom N270 GPU? CPU? CPU is the thing I mean. <laughs> the GPU. Well, if it was wait, a GPU, holy cow. The GPU was. An NVIDIA ION graphics. I think it was... I don't know. It doesn't... That's all it says. Okay. Some kind of... Wait, maybe the N270 is the NVIDIA thing. Then it doesn't say what the... Don't quote John. Look it up yourself. Yeah, Google it yourself. Even though he's looking it up right now. (laughs) I have the specs right here. But the way (laughs) this is written, it's a bit unclear. Anyway, Hmm. it had one gigabyte of RAM. Ooh. And four gigs of SSD storage. That's pretty good. I mean, this is 2010, but do you remember, this is supposed to be basically an entire computer. It's supposed to run Ubuntu. Well, isn't it focused on web browsing, though? It is. It is. Yeah. We'll get there. So, the display is a 12.1 inch, 1366 by 768 LCD touchscreen. Nice. And it even has multi-touch support, so you can, like, pinch to zoom and stuff, Uh which is big stuff in 2010. Yeah. And it had Wi-Fi and Bluetooth 2.1. It had an internal rechargeable lithium battery, and it was only, like, three quarters of an inch thick, which, I mean... Not terrible. Not terrible for 2010. And it only weighed 2.4 pounds, so, like... It's okay, the bezels are a little huge, but really, that's not the bad part. The hardware's not bad. The hardware, it's it perfectly fine. The software's where things start to get interesting. You see, the Juju tablet claims to have the largest app store in the world. Where did that claim come from? Straight out of... Just suddenly announced you have the biggest app store for modified Ubuntu? 
That no <laughs> larger than even the Apple App Store. No way. You see, the catch is that there are no apps. Oh, <laughs> it turns out it can only run a browser. So everything must be done through a web page. All of the apps no. are really web pages. Oh no. That is not an app. That is a website. And that's going to be a pain in the butt to navigate to. And everything has to be online. Yes. So it's unusable when you're offline. It only has four gigs of storage, so even if you could do things offline, there wouldn't be a whole lot of space. Yeah. And on top of that, mobile web pages in 2010? Are you kidding me? Yeah, they didn't have that much of a functionality. No, the iPhone had only come out just a couple years ago. And having a tablet be able to, being able to support all those fancy features that's modified Ubuntu? Yeah. Ugh. So... Yeah, a $499 tablet that can only browse web pages. And Useless. adjusted for inflation, that makes it about $600 today. Yeah, uh, I bought my laptop for $600. Yes, I know that was recently rather than 2010, but like, still. Yeah, I'm sure that even in uh, 2010, you could have done way better for... Uh, you could have bought two iPhones. <gasps> I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of Apple products, back to the iPad for a second here. <laughs> now, on paper, as far as specs go, the Juju tablet has the iPad beat. The iPad has a 1 gigahertz ARM Cortex-A8 compared to the 1.5 gigahertz chip in the Juju tablet. 1.6? 1.6, you're right. Yeah, you said 1.6 earlier. Good memory. Speaking of memory, it has 256 megabytes of DDR RAM. It does not specify, so that's either like DDR1 or it just doesn't specify. Hmm. And here's where the iPad had the Juju tablet beat, though. It came with 1632 or 64 gigabytes of storage. Oh my gosh, that blows the Juju out of the water. Yeah, you know, and actually... That makes it usable! Yes, a usable amount of internal storage space so that you can actually install things on it because it actually had apps. Up to 64 gigabytes? Yes. Holy cows, that was a lot of space back then. Yeah. It did have a slightly smaller screen at 9.7 inches and it was lower resolution at 1024 by 768. I would still take the iPad. <laughs> yeah. It had a Power VR SGX 535 graphics, whatever the heck that is. I don't keep track of mobile graphics for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> it came with Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, and there were also cellular models available. Ooh. Unlike the Juju tablet. And, you know, it actually had apps. World's largest. Yes. <laughs> At the time... Like, the world's only legit mobile app store. Yeah. Because, wait, no, Android mm -hmm. would have been out at that point. Oh. But, not anything too impressive. I'm sure the Apple app store had Android beat significantly. So we do give the company credit where it's due. We just don't bash it then. Yeah. So, remember those pre-orders? Those pre-orders that went way up when the iPad was released? Yeah. Do you want to guess how many pre-orders they got? Oh, how many pre-orders, not the amount. Okay. Like, the number of 
pre-orders that they got? Like, how many devices were pre-ordered? Oh, at least a thousand. But something's telling me, like, 31,000? I don't know. Way less. Oh. Oh, no. 270. Less. 77. <laughs> You're close. 79? Only 90 pre-orders for the oh, GOG tablet no. had been placed Fake before news. it <laughs> Fake news. So I would guess that spike of orders when the iPad was announced? When it went from 20 to 90 or something. Yeah, it, I was going to think probably like 10, but you know, whatever. Yeah, something like that. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, so remember this thing released the end of March. By November 11th of 2010... Fusion Garage announced that the Juju tablet, at its current iteration, was at its end of life, and the company would be exploring several new platforms that will not have backwards compatibility. No, insert word. <laughs> <laughs> Backward compatibility with what? A web that was browser? the first one! <laughs> I mean, the following ones would not have backward compatibility with this. The only thing that this had was a web browser. How do you not have backward compat like that is a that is a truly spectacular feat. The only one feature that it had will not work on the newer model. You got to be kidding me. So it's a piece of expensive useless tech. Yeah. Here's the thing. Since this had an Intel CPU and it was running Linux, if they would have open-sourced the software, I am sure that someone could have made it do something useful. Yeah, because theoretically the processor is like 60% faster. Yeah, I mean... In... Assuming apples to apples comparison, which it isn't. <laughs> There's a joke in there somewhere. Very funny. And I'm pretty sure this thing had a SD card slot, although I can't 100% confirm. Hmm. But if it did... Oh my so long as you could boot the OS off the internal 4 gigs of storage and pop a decently sized SD card into it, you probably could have used it for something mm -hmm. if they would have open sourced everything. And I'm sure since it was an Intel-based system, it you know probably wouldn't have been too hard to make something else run on it. But I'm sure things could have been massively improved if they would have just open sourced the thing from the beginning. What happened with the lawsuit? Right, so about the lawsuit, apparently, as far as I can tell, I don't know who won. There, it's, there's not a whole lot about that. Hmm. I mean, there's a bit of detail. During the lawsuit, that's when it came out that only 90 units had been pre-ordered. Which, uh. it's just a spectacular number, like 90 units. They only managed to get 90 units pre-ordered. Yet they went ahead and like launched the thing. Which is just flushing money down the toilet. Anyway, um, and then with the lawsuit, yeah. there goes all your profit. Yeah. So just back to December tenth, two thousand nine, like the year before, Arrington and TechCrunch filed a lawsuit against Fusion Garage, a lawsuit I mentioned earlier in U.S. federal court, accusing them of a whole list of things. Let's see, fraud and deceit, misappropriation of business ideas, mm -hmm. breach of fiduciary duty. Unfair competition, violations of the Lanham Act? I don't even know what that is. 
And I understand some of them. Some I haven't heard before. It, it doesn't say, at least not here, doesn't say what the result of the lawsuit was. Hmm. I mean, I would think this would be a pretty simple case. Like, guy hires company, company screws him over and runs away with idea. Yeah, com- that company is <laughs> obviously at fault. However... Here I get so, but I don't know about all those claims. But I get the feeling that suing that company, like even if he'd won, it probably wouldn't have been too productive because So, on January 9th, twenty twelve, Fusion Garage confirmed that the company had gone into liquidation, owing creditors wanna guess how much? Oh boy. Six point two million dollars. Oh no, way more than that. Forty six. Forty million. Forty million. Forty million dollars. Holy cows. Crash and burn. <laughs> if I was an investor in that company and learned that they decided to claim all the stuff that they were co-developing for their own, I, I would be able to figure out that then my money's probably not going to go anywhere and will disappear. Well, actually, I believe that... Somewhere in this mess, I read that it was actually the investors that wanted the guy gone. Oh, because they probably thought that open source would destroy it or something? I don't know. As far as I can tell, the open source thing was, like, mentioned at the beginning, but then never talked about ever again by anyone. Hmm. So, like, best I can tell, it started out as... We have this dream, a manifesto, a $200 web tablet for everyone, and it'll be free and open source, and it'll be awesome. Come back ten years from now! (laughs) And, like, then the second that anything was actually done to develop it, I I don't think there was any mention of open sourcing it after that. Hmm. Like, as far as I can tell, nothing was ever open sourced. No software, no hardware, nothing. I mean... I mean, it's not like it could have been saved if it was open source. Yeah, I know. Definitely not. I mean, if they would have gotten their act together and actually released the thing, like, in 09. Oh, yeah, definitely. That might have helped, but still. Even so, if they only got 90 pre-orders, even with the iPad coming out. That's a big oof. Yeah. It might have been people looking at the storage going... Four gigabytes. Uh, I don't know. This thing offers at least 16, which is four times. That means it must be better. Yeah. Yeah, people aren't entirely stupid. They can mostly do numbers like that. (laughs) Have some faith in humanity. (laughs) I lost it after the cat ears. Here, this is what it looks like. Okay. Why why the logo? I don't like the logo on the bottom right. I mean... It's not terrible, but... So there's the modified Ubuntu that's running on it. And it, um, all the stuff on it is web pages. Yes. Yes, it Including sure is. YouTube. Yep. Wow. You know, <sighs> YouTube in a mobile browser is bad enough today. I mean, this is before all the ad pushes, but yeah. I mean, imagine what it must have been like trying to run YouTube on a touchscreen, on a web page, on a tablet. In 2010. No. So. Nope. On the home screen here, we have a, like, home screen consists of a wallpaper, and then along the left side, there is a menu which lists, like, categories, things like welcome, social, 
Does that just say entertain? Yes, that says entertain. I can't see it anymore. Entertain, connect, stay informed, portal, productivity, shop, and settings. And then the show all is what's selected in this picture. And hmm. all of the things, all of the apps that it's showing are... Is that Tumblr or Twitter? It's a T. Uh, I don't know icons from 2010. <laughs> it might have been Twitter, don't quote me. Then Facebook, Flickr, Google... Wow, the old Google logo. Um, <laughs> there's this one with like white and black and blue squares. I don't know what that is. Uh, I have no idea. Hey, there's MySpace. AOL. Oh, <laughs> there's AOL. AOL. Pandora, YouTube. IMDb. That's for like for movie rating, I believe. Yeah. So it's it's all just web pages, and then yep. the nav bar is along the top of the screen. Which seems like a poor decision. It appears to have a forward button, a back button. Looks like time, date, battery, Wi-Fi, that type of thing. And uh, that's about it. Very different topic. Beautiful. Also looks like some people were able to install Windows on the thing. So you can get them on eBay? I bet you can. Let's check. Don't you remember what I'm going to ask by now? (laughs) I should, I should. We've been doing this how long? Okay, so when I search Juju on eBay, I get a bunch of, like, plush cow dog things. Is it a pig? I don't know. Here, look. Uh, okay. It's a a pink horse. Look up Juju tablet. Well, for some reason, a bunch of Microsoft Surface SSDs and a... Guess not. What even is this? A necklace? A necklace clasp? Some sort of jewelry. (laughs) Okay, so you can't get these on eBay. Darn it. Yeah. So Uh, I also found a picture that shows the inside of this thing. Let me find that one. Okay, so since this is one of my topics, we have to talk about the internal components. Of course. So looking at this image here of the internal components, it basically looks like someone stuck a PC in a tablet. Mm -hmm. It has a heat pipe with a little blower fan it appears to have two dies i imagine one is the cpu and the other is either a chipset or graphics i'm assuming graphics and then it has a stick of ram it has a wireless card it has oh that's got to be the four gig ssd over there Mm-hmm. what's the capacity of the battery yeah, the battery capacity is not printed on the battery Aww. which is interesting it could be on the other side the battery says juju on it yay I mean, also, well, LG puts LG on their stuff and so on. Well, so those are removable batteries. This is an internal battery, never meant to be removed. Oh, true. Like, that's mm. interesting. I mean, Apple does that. They grab <laughs> their batteries and then glue them inside so that no one can ever get at them. Whoa, is that a SIM card reader? Maybe this thing did have oh. mobile data. That kind of looks like a yeah, SIM card reader. Does. And, uh... Then I imagine a touchscreen controller is there. Not entirely clear how the thing charges. Some Wi-Fi and Bluetooth antennas along the top. Don't think it has any cameras. But Mm, nothing too remarkable. Yeah, the internals don't look spectacularly designed. I mean, it doesn't look terrible, but it doesn't look super polished. There's like cables running everywhere 
I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that maybe they didn't custom design this circuit board, but I'm not sure. It seems mm -hmm. like it would have been more efficient to do one big board and have it come along the bottom here and integrate all of this. Mm hmm. But whatever. Also, that battery seems a bit small for how large the screen is and the fact that it's running like an actual laptop CPU and mm -hmm. not just some sort of ARM chip. Yeah, that's like a lot more power. Yeah, so I'm just going to guess that the battery life wasn't terrific either. Mm -mm. But, yeah. So, okay. the pinnacle of tablet hardware in 2010. Yep. Can't even find it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, there were only 90 pre-ordered, so I wonder how many oh. they actually sold. They probably only sold, like, optimistically. Yeah, like, there's probably no way that they sold more than a thousand of these. Yeah, no I wonder way. how many they had made. Hmm. Maybe there's, a, like, a warehouse somewhere <laughs> with, like, 4,000 of these sitting on pallets. I doubt it. Yeah. E-waste at this point. You know, or museum pieces. Yes, museum. <laughs> 4,000 of them, though, probably. <laughs> uh, and, and, then, and then add to the display uh, uh, this podcast episode and have it play on loop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Add this podcast episode <laughs> to your museum of Juju tablets. <laughs> Which only pertains probably to one person. Hmm, speaking of playing audio, I I don't actually see any speakers, but I could be missing them if they're tucked down somewhere. Oh. But hmm. I don't see... Oh, wait, I found them. Never mind. Okay. They just, they blend in well. Okay, at least it had audio. Don't think it had a camera. But, mm. that's fine. So, that's it. Cool. Don't buy it. Yeah, no, because you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, if you were going to time travel to buy anything, it wouldn't be this. All right. Thanks for listening. Woo. We'll see you sometime in the future or the past or the present. <laughs> past, present, or future. Goodbye. Bye. You're supposed to, like, hear sound, not emit sound. Never mind. Never mind. Way worse than Google Glasses. Why do you know, like... Because stupid. <laughs>